Hello? Good evening, and welcome to Why Am I Your Booty Call. This is Jose, <laughs> and that's my friend Tommy. Tommy, what's up, man? Hey, man, how's it going? It's going, it's going. Uh, just for the record, this is considered a booty call. It is 11.47 p.m., so any call you make after 11 p.m. is a booty call. So uh, we're going to start this. This is episode one of hopefully a lot of booty calls. Uh, my friend Tommy is going to be our guinea pig. Uh, Tommy, where are you from? I'm from a small town in Kansas. I don't know if I should say the name of the town. Why? Why? What's wrong with your town? It sounds so racist. I'm from White City, Kansas. Tommy, tell me, how many white people live in your town? About 500. How many total people live in your town? <laughs> About 500. <laughs> <laughs> So you obviously moved to Seattle because that's how I know you. Uh, and you live up here. You have three beautiful kids. And you happen to be single. This is true. How long have you been single now? About a year and a half. Okay. All right. Now, let me ask you just a couple of questions. And again, this is pilot number one of why am I your late night booty call? Uh, and we are discussing Tommy. And... Just the, the psychology behind another dude calling you at 11 p.m. What is that going? What's going through your head? Well, I mean, I'm laying in bed. The lights are off. It's all it's all kind of weird, to be honest. But okay, I'll, I'll just roll with it. I'm not gonna ask you what you're wearing because that would make it super weird. <laughs> all right, Tommy. So you're from White City, Kansas. Um, let me ask you, what's your favorite memory? of growing up in Kansas? Oh, man. Honestly, probably just summertime. I don't know if I have a specific memory, but country cruising. I'm from a small town where there's not a lot of stuff to do, so we just did a lot of dumb stuff, and summertime was the time to do it. So when you say dumb stuff, is that something like what we see on TV, like like the very typical, like, you went cow tipping or like you set up fireworks. I mean, it's that kind of paint the picture for us. I mean, everybody always asks me if I mean cow tipping when I say that, honestly, but okay. Have you been cow tipping? I have been cow tipping unsuccessfully, but I've been. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you when you did that? Oh, I don't know. Probably 15 or 16. Oh, you criminals in the Midwest. But so I don't know, like, when I say stupid stuff, I mean, um, think varsity blues, I guess. Stupid, dumb things that I'm surprised I'm alive after the fact. Country in drinking, being stupid. Bon- that's, fu- that's funny. Now, you mentioned drinking, so I have to ask. When was the first time you had a drink? Um, dude, this is so bad. I think I was 14. Bad where I come from in the hood, that <laughs> you're late. Like at that at 14, you know. Okay, so I have a quick question for you, Tommy. You you said you were 14. You said you grew up in the country. Obviously, growing up in the country and growing up in a major metropolitan city like I did has a lot of differences. But were you able to buy alcohol from the convenience store at the corner? I was not, no. Interesting. We were allowed to buy alcohol. Well, I mean, I had an agreement with my alcohol guy. I had an alcohol guy, quote unquote, and my alcohol guy really 
I think he, I, I, I'm pretty sure he knew that I wasn't buying it for myself and that I wasn't buying it for my dad. So I've never had alcohol for the, those of you who are new to this uh, or new to Tommy and myself. I've never had alcohol. So um, I always found it interesting that I was able to just go over there and be like, hey, I'm buying something for my dad, for my stepdad. But I, I really wasn't. So it, it's it's kind of interesting to hear that you growing up in, in such a tight knit community, because, you know, that's what white city is. And not just because it has white people. Um, I, I think that's the the real the the real shock to me. So um, you played sports growing up. What did you play? I played baseball in the summer and basketball. I mean, there wasn't a lot to do. We didn't have all the the variety, all the choices that people have in bigger cities. So it was basically track, football, basketball, and volleyball for female and male student athletes in school and then outside of school in the summer it was just baseball what was school like growing up in the midwest um it was it was pretty awesome actually just a lot of close friends there wasn't a lot of people in school i yeah. had th- 13 kids in my graduating class which i know that blows a lot of people's minds but it was just a lot of really good friendships so. i'm gonna be honest with you tommy i don't think i've i ever had a class that had less than 20 or 30 people. Yeah, a-, a class, like a singular class. I know, it's crazy. I still have not met a single person my entire life that graduated with fewer than 13, so. Hmm, we should make that a, uh, we should make that a follow-up. I'm proud of that. That is super cool. So uh, tell me about your parents, tell me about your family. Sure. Um, my dad served in the Army for 22 years. Wow. Uh, my mom was a supportive army wife so to speak and uh close family they also grew up in white city they have a very large family uh my my dad has i think seven or eight other siblings so i always lose count and my mom has five other sisters so i have a lot of cousins kind of all over the place but um my dad also taught middle school for several years after he got out of the military was he your teacher he was not, but he did coach basket. He was an assistant basketball coach of mine when I was in high school for, I think, one, maybe two years. And now to kind of fast forward, you coach your son. Is that correct? Or your daughter? I coach my youngest daughter. Okay. Is that your daughter that has a problem with fouling out? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. So tell us that story because that's really interesting that – you are such a kind dude and you're super noble and obviously you're, you're athletic, you played sports, but how, how is that to have your daughter be like the aggressive person on the team? It's interesting. Cause like you said, I'm not really that person. I wasn't like that aggressive, but it's, it's actually kind of, I don't know. Cool. It's not cool to foul out and foul people, but it's sure. actually kind of cool to see her. So like, aggressive and confident and she doesn't take crap from people basically and she gets that from i say she gets that from her cousin morgan um her cousin morgan my brother's daughter was very much like that in basketball now what are your other kids like um my oldest daughter nevea she's very much not like that she would be the girl out there like oh my god i'm so sorry i tripped you um (laughs) Uh, or whatever. She's a dancer, very good at it. And then my son Noah, he's pretty 
chill and quiet. Um, he's into sports and video games, just like any other teenage thirteen-year-old boy. What's a what's a okay? So we've established that you're you're from the Midwest. You're from a smaller town. You grew up playing sports. Now your son is is in you know in the greater Seattle area, and he's going to school, and he's he's you know, encountering a lot of different people because this town is very diverse. How, how is that seen through your eyes and not, not just for him, but for his, for his sisters, how has that been for you to see the type of environment they're growing up in? I think it's great. I've, my eyes have opened up a lot from coming from the Midwest to a place that's so diverse and I was a military kid, so I was exposed to diversity a little bit, mm-hmm. um, moving around a little, but really the end of my dad's military career was when we moved to White City, and I started like first grade, so I was around a little bit, but not a lot. Um, some of my kids' best friends are not white Midwestern kids like I grew yeah. up with. I think it's awesome. Like Some of his best friends are... Mexican and it's awesome. I don't know. It's just, it's hard to explain when you come from the Bible belt region, the Midwest and you, and you see it. I don't know what to say about it really. No, 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 that's great. And you know, I I think the, the most important thing here is, is for people to, to hear at that different perspective. Seattle is made of a lot, made up of a lot of people who are not Seattle natives, myself included. Uh, I'm from Anaheim, California, Southern California. And, you know, I became friends with you and, and you and I definitely come from different backgrounds and, and very different, not not just upbringings, but very different ways of thinking, which is, I think, the reason why we became such good friends is because you're very inquisitive and you're always willing to learn. And, you know, by by, by virtue of, you know, photography, which is the latest iteration of why, you know, we're, we're, we're good friends, you know, you've, you've taken an interest in that. And I work a little bit in that. Um, and, and I love meeting people that didn't have, the same upbringing that I did because it allows me to, to truly understand different regions of, of, of our beautiful country um, because the experiences that you had are completely different than what I had. I, I played soccer. I played football. I played uh, roller hockey. I played beach hockey. I surfed growing up. Um, I played a little bit of baseball. I ran cross country. I was in choir. I was in drama. And then I meet somebody like you who didn't necessarily have all those opportunities to do stuff. And I hear your childhood and I'm like, dude, that sounds so dope. (laughs) Like I would totally like, I cannot even tell you how excited I would have been to like grow up in a town where I knew everybody because I I grew up in a very transient town uh, in in a town where a lot of people came in and went. and, And I'm sure that you guys had a, a little bit of more stability than that. Did you did you graduate with people you started school with? I did, man. Yeah. Most of the kids in my senior class I started with in first grade. That is so crazy to me. That it's, is it's weird. It's like all the things that you just said makes me sound super boring. It's like, hey, I played basketball and baseball. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, and, and, and I hope people understand that, that that was literally not the intention. Like, no, like, like the intent for it is to paint a, a different picture. So, so people understand, you know, how different yet how similar we really are. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I that I wanted to talk to you about is um, your profession, and, and and you work for a big software company. And during a conversation that we had today, you mentioned how important you felt this week and and, you know we're obviously going through a little bit of a of an issue well through a very serious issue right now with the coronavirus and and a lot of people are working from home and and you told me in our conversation that that you felt like you know your job feels important and your job feels like like you've always felt that it was important but it feels like it has a purpose and I want to know coming from where you came from because you you came up here for this job how different was it to come into a company that has thousands of employees as opposed to the, the smaller company where you were working at back home? Yeah, that was, that was a big difference, a big transition, because I worked for a company called Phone Factor in Overland Park, Kansas, and we had maybe like 50 employees. And coming here to where there's like 100,000 plus employees, I don't think they're all here in the Puget Sound area, but that alone, just the number of people is different. Um, the the uh, atmosphere, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, hey, even... The ecosystem? I mean... Yeah, what... like, it's just, there's benefits to working at a bigger company, for sure. But mm-hmm. it's not quite the same as working for a smaller company. And I sure. love the smaller company feel, like the startup feel. Yeah. But I do love working for my employer here in town. Yeah, and you mentioned that working for your employer here in town has really opened up a lot of new opportunities for you, and and, and you're very, you're very grateful for that. And you're very generous with your with your blessings that obviously your job has been given you. What has been another thing that you've learned to do, not only in Seattle but but in your life because of your move over here? Oh man. Not because of, uh, just be more open-minded, really. Like, moving here, definitely. I was always an open-minded person, I think. Mm-hmm. But moving here really expanded that. And to not be so in a box, see things my way, and it's only my way. Like, I like to be the person in the room now that hears both perspectives of something Mm-hmm. And kind of be the voice of reason and try to bring people together. So I think moving to Seattle actually had a a big role in that. That's great. That's great to hear, especially especially because that is what Seattle is. Seattle is a is a collective of different people with different ideas and, and different different angles. Um, As many people know, I I work for a big TV company. Uh, I'm a PR executive for them. Um, And on the side, I do uh, reporting. And and it's been really interesting to to find that balance between doing PR and doing reporting because people are so different here, where if I was in a different market, people understand that it's kind of one of the same. Um, and here, people don't have that. Um, another thing that you've been able to experience when, since you came up here is professional sports. And we've been to soccer games 
together. So tell me a little bit about your experience with soccer and, and how your view of soccer has changed. Yeah, so I never, yeah, I'd never been to an MLS game before. I grew up in Kansas and we, of course, had a team, but I never went. But um, I don't know how to really answer that other than just tell you my experience that games is always fun seeing the people really enjoy themselves. Um, it's definitely a different culture for sure. Mm -hmm. I would love to go to, to Europe and check out some games. Um, is that on your bucket list? Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Where would you like to go? Dude, I want to go see Barcelona. Oh my gosh. Okay. We need to end this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm a big Real Madrid fan. You can't say stuff like Hold that, on. man. Hold on. What's my team? Uh, I used to play FIFA all the time. It was the Chelsea. No, the German team. Um, oh, uh, Bayern Munich. Bi yeah, Bayern, dude. Yeah, there you go. But you want to? You really want to play with uh, either the Sounders because they're our favorite, True. or Real Madrid because they're God's favorite team. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's um, probably true. <laughs> They have a lot of money. Um, so another thing that you were really into is basketball. So how disappointed were you to find out that when you guys were moving to Seattle that the Sonics were no longer here? Oh, man, I don't know because I just didn't feel that pain like you guys did because I was living in the Midwest when the Thunder became a thing. Mm -hmm. So I just knew there wasn't a team. So I guess it didn't really impact me. We do have the Blazers not too far away. Yeah. Uh, now, be really careful with your answer. Were you a, an Oklahoma City fan? Um, let's see here. That is tough to answer. They're not, they're not even that close, are they? Uh, maybe three to, five, three to five hours away. Yeah, I feel like anything over three hours, you don't qualify. It, it's kind of like New Mexico and North Dakota and South Dakota. Like those places that don't have immediate access to an to an NFL team or a basketball team, um, I feel like at that point you're just free to pick from the board. I know. But here's the thing, and I might get some hate for this. I was a KD fan, man. I like KD even when he was in the Big 12. So... K, K, see, but here's the thing, though. KD loves Seattle. True. So you're, you're good in that. Um, who's your favorite football team? Oh man, should I say that on a podcast? Yeah, summer? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're all we're all di we're all from different places of of the world, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I know you root for the Seahawks because I I've talked to you and you root for the Seahawks when they're playing, but I also understand that you may have different loves. Yeah, man. Since I was like five, I've been a Cowboys fan. So I remember with the helmet and the uniform, just playing out in the yard, and I don't even remember exactly why. I think it was because my parents liked them and over the years that changed like now my dad's like a big chiefs fan but like me and my oldest oh my brother, gosh hold up is your dad a bandwagon fan he is dude he he jumps oh, between no. like the cowboys on, papa ash the packers and the chiefs and he has ties to the packers and stuff like that and that's why he likes them but He's he's a total bandwagon. That, that's funny. Um, so you're you're a Cowboys fan and also a Seahawks fan. Who's your favorite Seahawks player? Hmm. I gotta. I think I gotta give it to Russ. Like, I would just take that. I would take that guy almost over any quarterback right now, just because he knows how to win and he's a good person. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely knows how to win, and he does a lot of good things in the community. Um, we have NHL hockey coming to town, obviously. Um, you know, hopefully it'll be here next year, you know, God willing. What are your thoughts on adopting an NHL team as your favorite? I'm so excited about that, honestly. I've never been to an NHL game, but I've been to some, like, um, minor league games. Like, mm-hmm. went to some in Kansas, and live hockey is amazing. So I'm really excited about that. If you could have played hockey growing up, what position would you have played? Dude, I don't know the name of the positions. Would you want to be, like, scoring goals or defending or goaltending? Um, honestly, Probably goaltending because when I played soccer, I was goalie when I was little. I, I did play a little soccer. It was like a YMCA team, and I I was really good at that. So I'd probably go for goalie. Okay, well, you brought up YMCA, so you know where I'm going. <laughs> Travel teams for basketball and how ridiculous they are. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, how do we, as a society – Teach people that travel teams for basketball should not be a thing. Unless you're like 15 and older and like actually legit good. Yeah, it's tough because as a parent with kids that have played and a coach, like I'm supportive of it on one hand, but I'm also, I see how a lot of times they just want to be kids. Like my son loved basketball and now he's falling out of love with it. And I think part of that is due just how much pressure there is in it. I mean, he's also the smallest kid on the team that, that might have a factor, but Which is tough. odd because how tall are you? I'm six foot. And how tall is he? Right now he's like five three. Okay. But he's the smallest. But he's the smallest one on your on his team, yeah. Um so we, we've established that travel is, is, is difficult, obviously. It, it's it's a, a big-time crunch. As a, as a parent of, of three young, active people, what do you do to get out there and enjoy yourself? Like outside of sports? Yes. Or outside of being a driver for your, your kids. Yeah, that's true. I'm just like a – I do feel like a taxi. Do they sit um, in the back and do they just not – like not talk to you when they get in the car. Sometimes. Oh, that dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yes. I try not to like bring up the game. I used to all the time, but anymore, it's just like, hey, the game's over. Let's go. Let's that, go grab food. That's Let's awesome. Have fun. That's all. Yeah. I remember. You know what? You were really good about that because I will tell a little story about. Um, we traveled. I, I was dating a, a young woman. Um, who had a kid who played basketball in the same um, the same system that your kids did, and we happened to meet up for dinner in Spokane, Washington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was really cool to see you interact with your kids and then see them play as well because we came and saw Noah as well, as I remember. Yeah. Um, so that was really really cool, and uh, I just I, I love the way you treat your kids, and and I think you're a, a good person. So. Um, and a last couple of questions so we can uh, wrap up because no booty call should ever go more than 30 minutes because <laughs> at that point you're either in or out. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do a couple of rapid questions just to kind of, you know, liven the mood a little bit. Um, salad or because we're from the Midwest and I'm just a jerk. 
Salad or barbecue ribs? Oh, dude. Um, it's going to be weird, but I'm going salad because I can do all kinds of cool stuff with a salad. Okay. And just, yeah. You have five minutes to pack three important things out of your house. What, are, what is it? Oh, my God. Where am I going? Uh, anywhere but your house. Come on, dude. You grew up in Tornado Alley. You got five minutes. Give me something. To pack important stuff. Um, my jacket. Is that considered something to pack? What the Am hell do you need a jacket for? I don't know. Mom always said, don't leave the house without your jacket. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so so your jacket. What else? Um, well, wallet's kind of with me all the time. Does that count? As no, something? that doesn't count. Come on, man. Bro, I don't pack stuff when I leave the house. I have my wallet. You Okay. So so a hurricane, is, a tornado's coming. You have five minutes. You need to take three things from the house. What is it? Oh, that's different. Okay. Um, I don't think of things, dude. I just don't. I think of family. Like, are my kids okay? But So I might have to think about this for a minute. Okay, so your um, kids are coming. Your kids are safe. It's just you. What is it? Well, I'm, I'm definitely grabbing my wallet because everything important is in there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would be thinking of, like, family photos. Okay, so. yep. Like maybe grab some of those, or you, um, or here, here's a revolutionary way of thinking. You could digitize all of those and put them on a OneDrive. That's true. But, You're gonna give me crap about my lack of technology being a technology guy. Uh, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, okay, last last thing. Go ahead. Um, let's see, some food for the road. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what you're gonna go with? Okay, I'm gonna Bro. I'm gonna give you my three. Okay. My three is going to be my picture of Vivi. She's uh, my, my little friend. Uh, my second thing is going to be my autographed Pearl Jam poster. Ooh. And my third thing is going to be my computer. Because I can work from anywhere in the world if I have my computer. I didn't even think of my computer yet. That, dude, what, what are you working? Don't you work in tech? Yeah, like, but <sighs> the most important things to me are not those things oh my god you go my most important things are my beautiful children i get it i don't have children okay cool all right so here's a couple other questions um you have to do one of the other okay and in order to in order to get past this point you have to achieve this particular challenge you can either a go head to head like Oklahoma drill with Lofa Tutupu helmets and everything, or B, go up against Walter Jones and try to get past him. Which one do you pick? Oh, how do you pick that? Um, well, I'm not getting past Walt for sure. So you're I'm saying? Not... So you're saying Lofa's easy? No, but damn what son. Like what I'm gonna take from that is I'm hoping it's going to be recorded and see how badly I get beat so that I can show my, like my brothers and like they could laugh at it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get beat by Walt. He'll probably just throw me down. Right. But like to see somebody really get hammered, that's probably more. Yeah. That, you know, you're absolutely right. Okay. Uh, if you had to choose one spot in Seattle that you could take your family to, whether it's accessible or not, right. When they come yeah. visit you, where, where would it be? Um, now that I've been some places with you, probably Cary Park, just for that view. 
Yeah, that, that, that's that's pretty know. dope, like, man. I've taken them to all the like touristy like food places and the Space Needle and things. So, but you haven't taken them to the real Space Needle. That's actually true. It would be nice to go to uh, yeah to the flat deck of the Space Needle. That would yeah. be dope. Name one thing in Seattle that you've learned to eat. That I learned to eat. Yes. Um, I don't really get outside of my box too much. Um. Starts with a P and ends with an O. Fa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's true. You were uh, not a fa connoisseur, and we had to introduce you to it, and now you are a fanoisseur. Is that accurate? I am now, yeah. All right. Uh, You play video games. If you had to pick your favorite video game of your entire life, what would it be? Either Mario or... Which Mario? Because there's like 90 of them. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, I think it was. The one with Yoshi. Oh, Super Mario World? Oh, World, World. Yeah, Yoshi. Dude, that is so dope. That is such a dope game. Either that or just like FIFA or Madden. Like just a sports game. I do play a lot of Fortnite. It's kind of nerdy, but if I have to go all time, it's probably one of those three. So why Fortnite? What what makes Fortnite good? Because I see a lot of people playing. What made Fortnite good to me was, well, my son was into it. I thought it was kind of silly, but then I played it with him. And then we kind of like would team up and do cool things. And we were actually really good at it. But now it's just more like I've gotten used to the gameplay and the feel and how to fight and now i play with my nephew who's in the air force we and that's kind of how we communicate like we'll hop on our headsets and we'll talk about life and play video games that's awesome all right well uh your 30 minutes are up so the real question is are you coming over or are you hanging up yeah i think i'm gonna hit the sack i think i'm gonna go to bed man all right well (laughs) screw you man it was a successful booty call i think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you tommy appreciate you man all right later dude later. take care